0: Oh, I'm sorry. Am I supposed to apologize for being on this show now? Is that how this goes? Hey, it's looking
1: like the more you minimize yourself, the more you actually are Xing yourself out, just like the symbol right there, DK. I don't know how you're going to survive this. I don't man. know.
0: Alejandro Villanueva one day comes in and brings the house down. And I mean, brings the house down because he doesn't have to reach very high to achieve that. No. And then ah, let's just get the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers the next day. <laughs> and both of those went. I don't care if you think I'm blowing smoke or whatever here. Those those went great, and that was because of you.
1: Nah, that I was well. I mean, and that. them obviously. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, You you always say that whenever I do interviews okay, with the guys. But here's
0: go. here's my proof. Okay? okay, go ahead. Here, just this is just so you know that I'm not blowing smoke here with Al you didn't have to do a thing (laughs) okay Al was very clearly in a total frame of mind where he was just gonna eat the place up yeah okay from the moment he said hello but Mason that's different yeah it was the real Mason came out in like about the last 20 25 minutes didn't he he was killing it okay (laughs) and you're like what that was you And I called him in moments. I tried to
1: keep him there. And I told Mason, I want them to see you. And I want them to see the serious part. I want to talk football. And when you know when I knew I had him going and you saw the locker room him? It's when he did this, DK.
0: He did. He did. He got real (laughs) close to the camera and started talking.
1: And you were just like... Come on, Mace, let's go, man. But uh, God, Lee, solid, solid stuff by by both those two dudes, man. and they're in competition with one another too.
0: Now uh, that was that was something, huh? Robert Raid wants to welcome hey. me as a special guest on the Ramon Foster Show.
1: Before <laughs> before they slander you anymore, you want to start it real quick, DK? Because I we can read these, and we'll read a lot of these for sure, DK.
0: You you ready? I'm not sure. I mean, if, if I can just leave. We can do that.
1: I like, I like a companion when I do these things. All right. This. All right. If
0: you insist, if you insist, <laughs> nice. let's, let's go ahead and ding.
1: Let's ding the bell.
0: Sticky B. <laughs> we hire a new guy. Yeah. I see. I see how it goes around here. The best one here is, is Russ, who's a member, and because he's a member, he has access to all kinds of ridiculous emojis. Like when I forgot my shoes on the one road trip, and then of course my tears. I don't even remember what the tears one was from.
1: The tears one was, was from uh, no the loss. Uh, okay. You remember the loss uh, in the game. No, who tears were was crying? Uh, Godly, I remember it, man. Oh, uh, goodness. Either way, uh, DK, they're they're over you, man, when it comes down to it, DK. Especially- oh, they're done.
0: Look at this. Mm. They're done. Who's they they want nothing guy. to do with me here. Frank Rice wants to know if that was our most watched show yesterday. It was. Uh, actually, if you're patient here with me, I can get you the numbers, the exact numbers for, for where this was. And this is, again, just on YouTube, remembering that we're on a lot of different platforms. Yeah. Uh, not the video, but the but the audio component to it. Um, I'm seeing 17,000 plus. Um, 17,047 is the current number. Wow. uh, On that. That is,
1: yeah, that's Uh, incredible. I did see over 2,000 likes too, man. Uh, Again, you guys know we do this for entertainment, and this entertainment is also a part of motivation and how we do this too. Screw the monetary stuff. I think this should get big on the basis of you guys deserve to see this be high, a highlight of Pittsburgh. I'll be honest with you, DK, DK. No, man, That's I'm going to go here real quick. I told DK when it came down to us doing this thing, man, uh, when we're going to do it right wing to stretch no lies. We ain't gonna lie on nobody. We're going to call it as we see it. And then we started talking more. And I told DK, look, how do we need to grow this thing? You know, like if we're going to do it, I want to be big. I want to be the best at it. And our our job is 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 what, DK, is... Well, I told you this. If we're going to do it, let's crush everything else around. Yeah. And that's what I want to do. Yeah. So I appreciate you guys who like, who subscribe, who share, and who viewed all our videos in the past and stuff, man. So uh, we'll keep doing this.
0: And the foundation of it is having fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll find that while we're respectful to our viewers, we're also not going to be... Uh, bending over backwards to accommodate with opinions or pandering or anything like that. We're just being ourselves. We're just having fun. Yeah. Uh, and when we do get serious, know that it's not for show, yeah, not okay? Kind of We're not uh, manufacturing opinions or stances on the Steelers or the NFL or whatever it is that we talk about. Just keep it real to use yeah. the t- terminology of the day.
1: Pretty much, and you heard some of that too at the end of. And the reason I, I we want to keep that standard is because at the end of Al's uh, interview or conversation, DK don't like when I say interview; it's it's a conversation because the dudes just. Start but it off. is you didn't yeah. you
0: didn't you didn't interview either of these guys, and, yeah. and, and 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 I say that respectfully because the session, even the session with Mason, where I could tell you had done more preparation than with Al. I mean, what what were you going to prepare?
1: Uh. Yeah, wow, I knew everything I mean, I he, know. He, was,
0: he was on your left hip for how long, okay? Yeah. But with, with Mason, the questions that were asked, and by the way, I just got to share this with people. Uh, we typed up the transcript of this. It's on DK Pittsburgh Sports. It's right at the top of the site. And Ramon wrote an introduction to it. Uh, it's still up there, which, by the way, was really good. I forgot. You can write. I hate you. <laughs> You do everything well.
1: What you talking about? I just DK? said that. <laughs> you okay.
0: <did>. I just <laughs> said that. You you just do everything like it's just riding a bike.
1: Man, it's, it's what is what we do, man. Our motivations and 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 just inspirations too, right? I,
0: I love my guys,
1: so it's easy to talk about them too.
0: But what I didn't appreciate in the moment, and I appreciate it a lot more after the fact were Mason's answers. Because Mason is not the type who's going to go, you know, get super crazy animated, although he had a lot of fun in the last 20, 25 minutes. He's because he's legitimately working to think about what it is that he wants to say. There's a lot of people that are like that. He's one of them. And his answers were really good, like really telling on a lot of fronts.
1: Yeah, what are you it, laughing it, about? That comment up right there, oh, where Al came that? in here to talk bad about Mason, man. Uh, that was good right there. Uh, but but yeah, DK, that was that,
0: tremendous. But you and, do and, not, you are not blessed with other. <laughs> like wow,
1: man. And you you knew exa- so you got a little bit of locker room between them two, between our conversation and what I was going to say at the end of it on why we are going to hold this show. With high and birthday.
0: We're saying happy birthday. Here. Oh,
1: happy birthday. Give me <laughs> one go. second. I got yeah, you yeah, real yeah. quick, K okay. Uh it's my teammates. We we as you can tell mm-hmm. that accountability comes out a lot. Well, how we speak about one another and stuff like that, right? And Al was just like, Mo, you're media. And he's asking me how we view God. That was
0: hilarious, yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: Like, and I always
0: knew you were going to be that, so he came from him.
1: (laughs) But it's also the, the stuff that we joke about when it comes to, like, don't bash a player just for the sake of bashing somebody. If it's bad, call it bad because that's what we did in the room and in that building, too. If it's good. Whatever, do it again. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes comes to us talking about the guys and interviewing them and talking about being critical, because it's okay to be critical. As long as we talk about what the tape says, don't get personal, don't fabricate, don't go over the top with it, what can they say to us about it? And DK's in the locker room. I'm still in it when I'm around. So what can you say? You got my number or can find my number too because it's easy to get so – that's one thing we're going to always do is do it that way. So, yeah, by the way, K2B, happy birthday. I thought I saw 5-7 up there, too, by
0: the way. Not him. It's for his dad.
1: Oh, it's for his pops? Yep. Happy born day, pops. Man, my bad. Screw your son, okay? Happy birthday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, he wasn't banking on that's that level of, uh, of, of no wishing doubt. here. Rainbow says, uh, I see DK and Moan can't read the comments. Going to find my glasses. Yeah, that's, that's an issue here. Oh, okay.
1: Just because I, I was born with bad eyes, now you want to make me out to be the bad person. I get it. I get it. hmm
0: <laughs> No, that's, uh, that awesome. that, that's good, good, good stuff. Uh, I, before we get to the only segment that matters on this Rapid Fire Friday, and we know you guys have a lot of questions that you want to ask, I want to bring up this Because this is what this is actually all about. Let me see if I can find this here. I just started. Yeah, here. This is the approach to take. You have to read that one out loud, Foster. Uh, From
1: JM. Wow. Moans on a roll. Al, Mason, nice. (laughs) Now, DK, nice get.
0: (laughs) You are a star, too, DK. (laughs) Uh, What a a ridiculous program. I can't believe that anybody watches this. Uh, Let's... uh, Let's come right back with the only segment that matters and get get real serious in that.
1: Yeah, let's do that, absolutely. D- Did, you K- hear my Did you hear my in Did you hear that? Yeah, I, I heard that a little bit. the hey
0: mom section. All right. Okay? At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores, track the latest stats, chatted up with our community of thousands of fans all in one place the new app from dk pittsburgh sports coverage that connects (laughs) oh man rico comes in with a contribution it says loved both interviews though al's was epic everyone's gonna have their favorite it's gonna be one of those like based on your personality
1: Yeah, yeah what a
0: deep thoughtful and genuinely hilarious guy he should be a a semi-regular would like to see more current players and coaches if they're willing. This show is the best. You know what's funny? When you first told me that you were going to have Al one day and then you were going to have Mason the next, I, my first thought was kind of like, "Dang, I want to spread those out a little bit, you know?" Yeah. Yeah, and and then man, it worked. It did.
1: It did, man. And it's good too, because those two dudes are good buddies. So we talked about it. And this is the thing about athletes too. You got to have, you got to make sure you have somebody to hold them accountable to be there also. So having Al and Mason was a little bit of a competition between the two. I I can't wait to let Al know that he was crushing it, uh, that he's getting crushed by Mason, Mason's views. Uh, But all in all, man. Al's did
0: pretty well, too. It did. It is still. (laughs) It's going
1: good. It's going real good. Al gave you so much. And I I wanted to talk about life with Al. I wanted to talk about how did he become an offensive lineman. We're talking about an Army Ranger becoming an offensive lineman. Not just one offensive lineman, but a Pro Bowl offensive lineman, too.
0: Yeah, Al's Al's brought uh, 8,000 views, which is the most we've had for an out-of-season Ramon Foster show ever yeah so i mean he 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 really really killed it
1: he brought it, man, but you knew him though he was gonna do it anyway right dK uh a lot of people couldn't believe how hilarious Al is, you know like he's a very funny guy
0: well, the imagery of al if you think about it oh, tell me for from the casual or no, even for the diehard fan is Chicago. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. comes out and whatever. And, and then firm, furthermore, combat veteran and all this. And I'm not mocking it. Believe me. Okay, that nope. actually is Al. Okay, yep, Al is, is all of those things. But that's what makes Al interesting is that he is all of those things. And he is, how did I put it to you on the telephone after the, I said, I said, oh, he's a box of chocolates. He's a box of chocolates. You he never is. know. Yeah, okay? he, he is. But he's been that way forever for those of us who know him.
1: He he has been man. Uh he reminded me of one of the things that, one of those like stupid conversations you have and and Darren real quick uh brings mm-hmm. it up $50,000. Like that's one of those conversations amongst friends that was hilarious because uh, it's not much you can do for dudes in that position. But I was just like, "Oh, you're my guy, guy." You know, just <laughs> putting something on it to where heck if he needed a kidney, he could get it too because that's the way this type of stuff roll when you build a uh relationship with people you know
0: no that's uh th- that was that one was a lot of fun but i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i I'm, I'm that I, that's that mason interview on on i was gonna say second listen but on second read on reading what it was that he said yeah a lot of it was really really something oh, and, okay. and, and, and that's what you get with mason yeah as, as long as we're gonna analyze personalities here Mason can come across initially as if he's a little nervous or something. He's not. Yeah. Am I right here? You're 100% correct. It'll come across that way and maybe the way he's thinking about what he wants to say and that he's hesitating or whatever. But the real personality is much closer to what you see of him in the pocket, which is unflinching. It was unflinching. Okay. So whenever you ask certain questions that might have been a little bit of a trigger point or we had a couple of viewer questions at the end, like how do you get along with Kenny and what do you think of the way Mike Tomlin, uh, why didn't Mike Tomlin recognize your talent? Yeah. Did you notice, man? He slipped away from you like you were Von Miller, man. (laughs) (laughs) Did you notice that? Yeah, I did notice it, man. He he goes, well, I think the reason is Listen, I'm just appreciative of da 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 da. And you know
1: what though, DK, on this side of it, being that I'm in the locker room, but like you have a job and you look for direct answers. And your job as an athlete sometimes is to not give those direct answers. Like, and I didn't want to implicate. Uh, I didn't want to implicate Mason at all Look the fact. And I told you guys this too. Mason is still a, a, an active NFL player. Yes, he's a free agent. It's different. He, he can't over negotiate on here, but I thought he gave a lot of insight into what happened. And I'm sure his behind closed doors conversations, if he does have to meet with a different team to discuss, Mason, well, what happened the first few years? I'm sure he's going to give a more in depth answer because they're going to drill him because they're actually about to actively invest in him. And I think that's what we got yesterday. And what I did appreciate, though, is he didn't feel sorry for himself. You know what I'm saying? Like, He just Mm. said the way it was supposed to be for me. And that's honestly how I felt about going undrafted. You know what I'm saying? Having to fight like everybody's pathway throughout the NFL is different. Uh, Mason even said it. Ain't too many people that can come into the league and do what Marquise did. Three straight first-team All-Pros. The Castro didn't even do that. It wasn't until year four for Dave, if I'm not mistaken, for the Y'all Pro, Maybe three. But remember that though, DK? Like it took a while. And Mason acknowledged, look, I was just bad. I had to grow up. But he didn't give us the details of, you know, well, in the offseason, I made sure I kept my feet planted in the ground. He didn't give that, but what can he actually tell you?
0: Nova brings up that Al mentioned that he only he was only he's only been watching the Steelers whenever since mason became the quarterback but again you've heard that from a lot of the veterans on this team the people who spoke up among the people who spoke up on mason's yeah. behalf wanting him to be qb1 were cam hayward were tj watt the guys that have been around because they know him and they believe in him they trust him Yeah. and you know moan you've heard me say this a lot over the years i don't argue with the locker room yeah okay like i and i mean yeah. that metaphorically but i yeah. don't okay yeah. you guys know five billion things that a reporter can't know and you'll know what's what's real about someone what's not real about someone based on what it is that you hear from these guys that you learn to trust yourself and they stand behind him a hundred percent okay they believed in him not not when it was convenient not after cincinnati not Mm -hmm. after seattle they did it beforehand.
1: Yep, 100% DK. And it, a, another thing, too, that was super apparent, DK, I want to highlight this because I know you're going to love this one, okay? And it's right underneath that comment you just posted. The mention of these two dudes right here.
0: The Beecham stuff was stunning.
1: It was fascinating, was it not? Well, yeah,
0: we talked about this on the phone, but the, the Beecham, uh, this was for, for for anybody who missed it. And by the way, don't. Please uh, don't. Al... Mentioned studying Kelvin Beacham's techniques. Yeah, and we don't think of Beach that way. We think of Beach mostly as the preacher, yeah. uh, for real, like for minister. For real, he could. Yeah, he could. And, and his his ability to communicate with people and bring out the passion in them. Think of Beach as a technician. For me, that was something that I learned because Al had only talked to me about David Backyard in, in Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, this is back when Al was playing. He would tell me that was the guy. He would sit upstairs on the south side and just study. Mm-hmm. He said because that guy is the gold he, standard. He, he's the gold standard. Yeah. Uh, green and gold standard in the National yeah, Football yeah, League. Yeah. But I did not know that about Beach. Yeah, and I, if you if you watched him, if
1: you, because here's the thing about Beach, late round draft pick, undersized, not a big dude, uh, come from a mid-major school as far as SMU and stuff like that, but you watch him become a pro, and not just become a pro, but become a starter. Like, Beach did a lot of grunt work, man, and he'll probably be another one that we'll get on here to talk, like, Beach did a lot of grunt work, trying to figure out if he gonna be a tackle, a guard, and a center. And then he said, I'm submitting myself and committing myself to becoming an NFL tackle. And truth be told, he did a real bang-up job with it. He really did his thing so much so that he got signed in other places numerous times. Heck, he's still in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? But I I brought those two dudes up, man, talking about Marcus Gilbert and talking about Kelvin Beacham is because the locker room core players... You know what I'm saying? That you don't hear about often. Like, we gonna always hear about Pounce and Ben and Le'Veon and A.B. But those core players like a Marcus, a Kelvin, heck, even an Al or, or Roosevelt Nix, Vince Williams, those dudes is what make the team go. And it's a lot of admiration in the work that those guys do that don't necessarily get highlighted. So I was glad to hear Mason say, God, I miss Marcus, or we got to <laughs> talk to Marcus. And uh, a guy that's highly respected, like Alejandro, just basically, he wrote a script for Beach. You know what I'm saying? Like, he legitimately wrote out a script to where if y'all didn't appreciate him, here's a guy that you appreciate in Alejandro that overly appreciate Kelvin beachman That's that's what the NFL is. And I love that type of stuff, man.
0: Melissa says she just joined now, today. What did I miss, she says. It's
1: miss, pretty good. Man, uh We're recapping and talking a little bit about Alejandro. Oh, I think and- she
0: means what did she miss as – her experience as being oh. a member. You don't get mocked. Yeah, you don't get mocked. We we <laughs> did mock people. Just
1: a little bit, man. Just a little bit, man.
0: But that's, yeah. you know, that, that that's a, that's that's something. Right? Yeah, they that's pretty much. That. Yes, yes, absolutely, <laughs> man. Uh,
1: other than that, though, you, you showed up on time. It's the right time to be here, too. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Greg says, Ramon and TK, come on. You guys saw Mason in practice. How bad was he for them to wait so long to give him a shot? DK, what did you see? What did he do? That he didn't do in those four games. I'm going to leave that to the guy who was on the field with him first. I'm not going to duck it, though. He did not have enough time. Even in his starts, he
1: got benched like he told you. The end stadium performances weren't there. Now, here's the differences right here, too, in Mason, what he did not say. There is a difference between that one and two or that one and four or that one and six, right, unless you just jump off and be really good like Brock Purdy has First-round quarterbacks get that opportunity because you're designated at the franchise guy. Mason has never been designated as the franchise guy. So as we watch Kenny right now make mistakes, make bad plays, um, have turnovers, all those things, right? But he still gets the opportunity to be quarterback one. Mason told us yesterday of a set of 10 plays, he may get four. Kenny gets six. And heck, if we're talking about training camp, it's it's a 12-play set. Starting quarterback gets six, and the other two get four and two. He don't have an opportunity to grow and get better. The ability to get better in the NFL and almost everything you do is reps, and not just practice reps, live reps, right? That's essentially what it is. How many times has Kenny had the opportunity to stab and hold on to the starting position, DK? Numerous times over the last two years. Some of us now look at that situation and say, why? Because you saw something better. And that's because a Mason actually showed you that he's gotten better. The franchise first-round quarterback will always get the opportunity either in your city or others, too.
0: And I think part of it, too, and this is – I'm going to speak for myself here. Moan's out there on the field with him. Moan would know infinitely better than I do. But from my own perspective from the sideline, practice, training camp, and so forth, I'm going to make an admission here. Okay, I'm going to make it an admission of guilt, which is that my issue with Mason as a quarterback before this weren't very different, I think, than Mason's own issues with Mason. And that was that he had the happy feet. He got rid of those. He got rid of those three years ago. He really did. Yeah. Okay, those weren't there in Cleveland, the game he played in Cleveland. They weren't there against Detroit. All right. Yeah. What was still missing was the short game, was the touch. And I allowed this year and to an extent last summer as well in Latrobe, my own preconceived notion about how he handles the short game to influence what I'd see. Now, yeah. to an extent, that just makes me human, but it still shouldn't have. I should have recognized, hey, I mean, he's hitting those short passes now. Yeah. And think to myself, maybe it's possible that he could hit those in games, in games. too. But then, you know, I texted you the, the one day, I think it was, oh, it was from Baltimore. And it said, did you see the short pass to Pat Fryermuth? the little yeah. the little rainbow, the lollipop? The, the one that dropped in, yep, Over absolutely. Over on the left sideline. Uh-huh. Who did that remind you of? Seven. That's okay. Seven. Sure was. Because ben, would, ben would take those situations and he would go, you know what? I mean, I don't need to gun it there. If I just have it fall from the sky, it's going to mm-hmm. get there too. And Mason did that, put a beautiful touch on that ball. Some of you probably know which play, pass I'm talking about, even as I'm saying it. That's, that's when you start going, okay, hang on. I was unduly influenced by a previous perception. That's on me. And, 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 and let's say this too, man, even to just be
1: fair to Kenny too, because yeah, some will throw dirt on him and, and try to bury him too. But as you can tell, sometimes it does just take time. I don't know what this is going to look like if Mason, right here from my guy Gregory, man, um, real quick. Gregory mm-hmm. says, hey, Moan, if you were Mason, would you come back to the Steelers if you have an equivalent offer with other teams? Like, that right there is a big part of it, too. Because here's the thing, too. How does how does Mason feel about actually being in competition with him if that deal isn't astronomical when it comes down to the number? If it's anything under eight. Do you come back and commit yourself to this team if you feel like, well, they just gonna give it to Kenny too? Like, decisions have to be made, so I don't want to overly necessary bury Kenny. Do I believe Kenny is way more advanced than what anything Mason's done right now? No, if you ask me if I if if we're starting a football game in the divisional round, who am I gonna start? I'm gonna start Mason, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know what may I don't know what Kenny's gonna look like next year. It's hard for a team. And Coach Tomlin's statement, and it's hard for Kenny to say, I mean, where uh, Mason to say where he's coming from because these two sides have to negotiate too. Coach T, I think, said publicly, oh, there will be a competition or something like that. I think we all believe that Mason should probably win it, right? But if you also say Mason's our guy, but Mason doesn't have the year that you need or Mason has something freak like he messes up his pinky, you got to crawl back to Kenny at that point. So you got to politic a little bit
0: and this has to be the worst possible scenario for a summer quarterback competition. Think about this. Yeah. We just came off of a preseason and training camp in which the Steelers offense was just chef's kiss. Yeah, everything was. was everything was perfect. All three quarterbacks, Mitch Trubisky, everybody looked great. Everything looked great. Yeah. For every time we got excited about uh Kenny completing a pass to so and so, you had Mason come out there and throw the bomb to Calvin Austin, you know? And, and you're going like, you know, th- this is all just so great. They're gonna win the Super Bowl. They're gonna whatever else here. It doesn't mean a thing. Right. And if, if you see perfection from everybody this summer, who's winning a competition? Somebody who was perfect in the preseason or somebody who just did it for you in four yeah. games that really mattered in the worst possible circumstances and weather and all winning opponents and everything.
1: Yeah, What have you done for me lately? Isn't that the old Jenna Jackson song? Yes. Yes, DK. It, it, it's fascinating to watch this. And Melissa's correct in saying this. Uh, was, was Mason hinting at both possibly coming back and also talking to other teams already? Yeah, he has to. I'm sorry, but he has to. The deal has to be correct. And that's where the finances and business of football ruined the game that we love. We all love the idea that Mason could come back and should come back, I think, to Pittsburgh, right? But the business that's involved in our game can spoil that for us. We don't know what the Steelers are willing to offer or what his free agency actually will be. I'm optimistic, very optimistic for Mason.
0: Um, we'll see one what of, it looks like. One of the things that you can do, Omar's done this and before him, Kevin Colbert did it a million times, is he'll tell a player, go ahead and look. yeah, Okay, and then come back to us. You know, see what your market is, okay? If somebody offers you da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, maybe it's something that you take. Okay, but we don't want you coming to us and thinking that you're getting ripped off or wondering what was out there. We want you to come to us because we're making you the best offer because we value you the most. That sounds like a shaky way to handle things, yeah. but there's a reason that GMs in the NFL do it.
1: Mm-hmm. It is, man. And I want to highlight Rick's comments real quick, DK. Uh, let's hold this one here for one second because it, it's multifaceted. I think we heard a couple of answers to the test from Mason yesterday, too, on the differences also. Mason said in those quarterback meetings what? Like he'd say he heard, you know, Kenny talking to Coach Sullivan. Remember that? Mm-hmm. He was like he would tell him he liked this even though he he'd didn't. he speak
0: up for him. Right, right, right. He'd
1: speak up for him. Mason, knowing you really don't like that and you should say something, the difference is, was, was Mason was also, and I told you guys this too. Mason probably can tell him what he does and does not
0: want to do. He said so. He
1: did he, say, he said, that.
0: I had, he, he said, we were in a position where we as a football team, but specifically me, Mason Rudolph, and Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner, were all battling for our football lives, the three of us. Yep. So we had nothing to gain by being dishonest with each other and saying, oh, yeah, that play, that's a good play. That's going to work. No, he said I was just going to say right off the bat. No, that one's not going to (laughs) happen. Okay, that's a bad play.
1: So so that's fascinating when you hear players. Let's go back a few years to Ben and Coach Haley. You remember that riff that somewhat played out in public? Oh, Oh, it did. But but what was the biggest thing, right? What Ben wanted to do versus what was being called. If a player feels comfortable in what they're actually going to do in the game, you settle them. They know what they're going to work on. And um, Rick also had in there what Isaac Samalo said, what? Man, you need to work so hard and practice and try stuff out in those practice reps that by the time you get to the game, you know what you can and cannot get away with, man. That was some cool stuff from Isaac. I didn't know Isaac was a quiet leader like that, man. I'm glad to hear that they had that.
0: Isaac went through some kind of transformation over the final two, three weeks of the season where I I don't know where it came from, but he went from being really quiet to the guy who on the week of the playoff game stood up in front of the room and spoke. And it was one of those EF Hutton moments where everybody goes, what the heck? But then that guy's been there. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm Meaning, totally. inclu- and I'm, I'm referring to Philadelphia. And he was able to stand there and share his experience. And when it came from him, you can, well, you don't have to imagine it. You've lived it. Oh, but, no What doubt those moments not. are like in a room.
1: In those moments right there, I, I used to say to you guys, and I still do, when you have that type of stuff, it gets dark, DK. Like everything pretty much zeroes in, man. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what Isaac was essentially telling, him. like, hyper focus what you got going on, right? That's all it is. Sean got a good question over here, DK. It came in at about seven minutes ago. You want to go there real quick? Because it's somewhat challenging, but I like it.
0: Uh, did you find it?
1: I got it right here, man. From all my guy right. Sean Moore.
0: He all goes, right. Hey, hey, Mo
1: and DK. Not to put you fellas in a tough spot, but how much do you attribute our offensive woes to the guy who talks about not living in his fears, doing so every week offensively? He's talking it's about not,
0: Coach T. It's not a tough spot. It are ain't a tough to, spot. Are you new to the show, Sean? We're not exactly shy about criticizing oh. any of these individuals. We don't get personal and weird and no. nasty about it. It's a professional. But when you're a head coach in the NFL, you're going to get criticized. Yeah. Uh, I... I look at what happened over the final four weeks just to throw in my take real quick here as to an extent tomlin remembering what it was like to have nfl level quarterbacking and he embraced it right away did you notice that Yeah. he didn't wait for them to escape their fears or whatever he just said oh oh wait we could do this again (laughs) oh okay and now all of a sudden there's NFL films catching him going down the sidelines saying, throw it, throw it, throw, <laughs> throw, it. It, throw, let's it, throw go, it. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Downfield, downfield. That's what I saw.
1: Yeah. And, and here's the other thing too, Sean, about living in fear has being a tough spot. You are at times what your talent suggests too. Respectfully planning that Super Bowl against Green Bay, I got to ask you just honestly, and that's my dude and all those types of things too. Um. You'd have felt better in that Super Bowl if Marquise was there and not Doug Ligurski, wouldn't you? Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Your, your comfort lays where your talent takes you to.
0: I mean, Doug, Doug handled himself well enough in that game that I don't like to ever. He did. He ca- did. Cap down on Doug. Uh, he went into a Super Bowl with the lowest of low expectations and performed to the point where you never mentioned his name. Right. In the game, which was a which was a good thing. Uh, I had another one here that I starred that was really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, Take your T- time. Teresa piling on my own self-indictment when I said that I needed to be better in terms of evaluating Mason in both the summer of 2022 and 2023. She says, Mason was the unfortunate recipient of confirmation bias. That's the term. People saw what they expected to see from him, even though he was improving. When, in fact, when he eliminated those weird throws into the ground yeah. uh, on, on short passes or, or the lack of touch. Or sometimes he would fire a rocket to someone who was like six yards away from him. Yeah. It's like, Dude. And then it tipped for interception somewhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and all of that became something that he learned from. He adjusted from. Same way, since you mentioned the tips, that I'm sure he'll learn from and adjust to what Buffalo did to him to, to generate those... I believe it was three early tips, two at the line, one in yep. the secondary. Um, because he's, I think he's only going to get better. You can talk about his age, but I'll choose to look at his number of NFL starts.
1: And, and here's another one to follow that one up, DK. Watch this one, man. I know, I don't know you're gonna roll with me on this one, but this is as fair as it get. Brady says you underestimate. We were talking about Kenny and, and Mitch, uh, no, Mason. You underestimate the amount of people that throw dirt on Kenny on a daily basis. It's almost like they've done this before. Oh, wait, they did the two. You know what? Also, that's the game. If it's good, you as a fan is gonna say it's good, if it's bad, you're gonna call it bad. We and now, now here it is we're talking about the quarterback, okay, Brady, but we're also a fan base absolutely loved Antonio Brown absolutely celebrated Antonio Brown until it was time not to so the way it works in sports is it is and it's sad to say this at times but what have you done for me and with me lately and and you know at the end of it is the famous madman line I love to use when we're talking about how people feel with their feelings and you know where I'm going when it comes down to players getting thrown dirt thrown on them and how the media perceives them and hey, we're supposed to feel for them, that's what the money's for. The money is supposed to take care of how people criticize you. Okay.
0: I forgot, I forgot about that one.
1: That's that's Don Draper, who Don we Draper. had on here yesterday, yeah. Mason, right? All right. That <laughs> and he acknowledged that one too. That's what the money's for. And we hate it as players too. But guess what? Just as much as Kenny get dirt thrown on him and Mason did too. As soon as you come out of the shadows like a phoenix, right? Out of the ashes like a phoenix. We're going to celebrate the hell out of you because that's what sports is for.
0: Cody says, and and I'm bringing this one up for a reason here because it goes into the last questions. Whoever noticed how Kenny Pickett puts his entire body into any throw over 30 yards not great. I'm going to at least, this is my own stance. I never speak for Moan or really for anybody else. My own stance on this is I don't see this as a Mason versus Kenny thing. It certainly isn't in my head. Yeah, you're past that already. Yeah. You're past that. I I am past it, but here's why. (laughs) Because in the last three years, okay, or is it two years? Since, Ben, two years.
1: Uh, 20 was it? No, 21. Yeah, yeah, two years.
0: Okay, 2022 and 2023. In the last two years, I have covered four games in which the Steelers received what I believe was NFL-level quarterbacking against a quality opponent. All of those, all of those were by Mason Rudolph, okay? I know Kenny has had some good games. He's had a couple. In fact, he had one the first one right after uh, Matt Canada was fired in Cincinnati, and that went well it was not like these four there were not throws being made like these four there was not a pocket presence like these four there was not leadership like these four Mm -hmm. so I'm past that I'm not looking at a comparison here I'm looking at Mason on the merits of Mason that's all I don't think this is going to sound mean and I don't care because I I like Kenny so none of this is personal I feel as if Mason needs to not be thinking about that as a bar. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. he needs to be looking at quarterbacks around the NFL and say, how can I be better than them? Yeah. I agree with you.
1: I, agree. I got nothing more sad to
0: that. I'm sorry. I, again, I do not. I swear <laughs> to God, I do not mean that in any sort of yeah. mean whatever way here. Uh, Kenny is a competitor. He's a tough as hell kid. I have no doubt he's going to fight. But as far as who's quarterback one on this team, I'm past that. Yeah, no doubt. I'm I'm, I'm with
1: you too, DK. You know why I stand. is a
0: good question for you here, Moan. Yeah. Do the players' opinions matter on this sort of thing, like Deontay's? Yeah, they do. Well,
1: really? Yeah, coaches hear them. They hear them. But they, do they they matter. Will, they will listen. Again, there's a there's thirty ways around getting to your finish point, finish line. Okay. Um, they can call it a competition if that's the case, but when it all boils down DK, they're going to go with the best man. These coaches aren't in this business of losing. If you know your best opportunity is to win is, is with Mason over over Kenny. Guess what you're going to do. You're going to go with him.
0: Somebody who's an old guard guy around the Steelers, and I'm not going to name a name here. (laughs) He said something to me. in uh, where was that last game? Buffalo. He said something to me in Buffalo outside, outside the locker room. He goes, you know, everybody's making all these fusses over every little thing that Tomlin says about Mason or Mason Kenny." He goes, listen, who started the last four games? Uh, Mason did. Well, who started the only game? Who started this game? Who started the only playoff game, that the, the game that mattered the most? Who started that? Well, Mason did. Then why are you worrying about what he says? <laughs> I didn't have a counter for that. <laughs>
1: yeah, man uh, yeah. Uh,
0: Ray, Guys, Ray, we'll, go, go ahead I, I was
1: going to say, Ray got one and It's a quick one to address because he addressed it numerous times But it was this right here Hey, Mo, has Mason confided in you anything about the Miles Garrett disgrace that you were able to share with us? Yeah, we, we, we did a little bit of it yesterday And it's, it's some high integrity guys that were around on that field Including myself and others That heard everything and saw everything Matt Fowler being the one that was closest to it Before the reaction actually happened it wasn't that. It wasn't any racial words coming out of his mouth. If you listen to Mason, OK, it, that's, can, can you check them? Look, look at him yesterday and just just tell me if you think that happened. Um, and if so, there's a lot of narratives around the league that players continue to lean into with that type of stuff. You've seen zero player lean into that narrative
0: right there. Guys, we'll be right back after after this uh, this little outro. What a week! <laughs> what a week! All kinds yeah. of all kinds of all kinds of good came of this too, and and like you said earlier in the show, this isn't something that we've put together to run-up numbers or whatever else, right? This is fun. Yeah,
1: this is storytelling and talking football, man. And we will continue this uh, in the offseason. And one thing we didn't hit on today, the Steelers are interviewing numerous, um, numerous DK uh, offensive coordinators right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: um how you feel about that mostly outside guys so if I can ask you a departing question man you, you, you glad yeah. with the choice to move outside I,
0: i'm I'm happy with the spirit of the choices if that makes sense okay um I see a type of candidacy I see a, a type of individual and in a process that we've not seen before we and I really like that especially as it relates to offense. I think Tomlin just kind of, and you heard me say this during the season, he kind of just lets the offense exist while he focuses on the defense. Well, just existing doesn't cut it. You were able to just exist when you had a Hall of Fame quarterback. Tell it. Uh, this, Tell group it. Is, this group is now ready for more. This group is eager for more information, more intricacy, more reads. That's, let's, let's see them graduate along with this coach. If, if you're asking me who
1: am I high on to, uh, anybody coming from Houston with what they've done, I, I think uh, Jarrett Johnson was the guy that's been high on that list for a lot of people. Uh, let me say this. Um, Thomas Brown.
0: You like up. him? You like him?
1: DK, high up. Okay. All right. And, and You've heard good things. Just, just, just know I've heard some
0: great Oh,
1: nice. okay.
0: okay, okay. Well, he's obviously not coming from an ideal situation in Carolina, or the fact that he was kind of uh, buried there by you know obviously Frank Rich being there, and it, it's it, it's a he'd have to interview extremely well.
1: He, he well, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you this. Thomas Brown is a name okay. to watch. Uh, uh, some people think he's a year too ready from a head coaching position. Jeez, okay. Like, as far as innovative, as far as um, what people around the league think of him and being on the college ranks and having uh, the University of Miami averaging about 31 points a game, and I know that's college, but the ability, him being a guy that's been able to reach back to college players and understand this age, that's another thing, too. The guys they've been interviewing for the most part have been somewhat younger dudes. These dudes right here um, are guys I feel like are in tune to the new player, and we got to somewhat start viewing them like that, too. I see uh, who's it just said that, that they thought that Thomas was just got hired. Nah, I don't know if just yet, but if he has, boy, I would have loved to have him in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me search the, the, the think tank real quick. DK, see if he's been hired yet. Has he been hired? I'm not seeing it just yet.
0: Either way, though, I has not. He has not. Uh huh. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for uh, for watching, for participating, for promoting, for whatever that was over the previous two days and all that other stuff. You guys actually behaved yourselves for a change oh. those last <laughs> couple of days. That was kind of cool. So, all right, oh. guys, we'll see you all on Monday. Peace, good people. Peace, all up, all up. Oh, it's Friday. Hang on, you, hang on, hang on, hang hey, on. You're going to you're going to you're going to get a solo screen on this one. Hang on. Oh. We're going to get you a solo screen here. Let you me find know, it over here.
1: You know how we do Fridays?
0: I Come do. On, that's DK? why that's why I'm that's why I'm getting you the I'm getting you the uh There you go. And then watch
1: Good people. It's Friday, man. You know what? It's the weekend. Y'all have a good weekend. Call somebody you had not talked to. Apologize, okay? Be the bigger person if you have to and you need to. Um, Buy somebody a random drink. Have a random conversation. Shake somebody's hand. Have a good time, man. But on all things, make it back to us on Monday. And I would say root for the Ravens, but we're not going to do that. Enjoy this weekend, but make it back to us, good people. Hey, y'all be good. Peace, man.